Hey everyone, I'm Gracie. Welcome to the Grace of Military Child podcast. The world should know how unique military children are. We may look like normal children on the outside, but we go through some pretty extraordinary circumstances that shape us to the leaders we are today. Keep listening to hear the incredible journey this week's guest has been on. Hi, Alana. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good today. How are you? I'm doing good. So tell me a little bit about who served in the military and what that experience was like. Um, so my mother uh, enlisted into the Air Force and um, she's been in now for about 15 years. She's an uh, admin and um, that experience has been great for me. We've been able to uh, be stationed on Joint Base Andrews and Fort Sam Houston. So um, those experiences have been great. They've allowed me to make connections with friends that I still talk to today. Um, They've also allowed me to meet people who can set me up for opportunities um, just beyond high school and like for my career. So, yeah, it's been a pretty great experience for me. That's awesome. So you mentioned Andrews and Fort Sam. Have you lived anywhere else? Um, so most recently we've been in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I've been there for about three years prior to me enlisting into the space force. Um, and that's been pretty great. That's so cool. What's it like moving, you know, even just like the few times that you did, what, what is it like moving and leaving friends or making new friends? So, um, Moving is always really hard, especially when you're younger. It's like, why do we have to go? <laughs> like, I, I already made friends. Like, I'm never going to make any other friends. So it's always hard. Um, but luckily, I've been fortunate enough to move from military base to military base. So military children, I'm pretty sure we're used to moving. We're always welcoming. So uh I've been lucky enough to be welcomed with open arms every base I went to. So, yeah, that's the nice thing about moving military base to military base instead of like military base to civilian to civilian to military, like military kids get it and they understand more. Right, right. My uh, senior year of high school, I went to Indian Hill High School and that's a civilian school. Um. They were not used to military people at all, but they still embraced us with open hands. And I feel like I was really fortunate to have that experience, even with people who were civilians and weren't used to seeing people in uniforms. Like my mom would bring me lunch sometimes and uh, <laughs> she would be in her uniform coming from work. And they'd be like, oh, my goodness, thank you for serving every single time. So, yeah, we've been fortunate. Yeah, I think it all depends on the area of the school and just kind of the experiences um, that those kids have gone through. If you're closer to a military base and, you know, you're more than likely to experience getting a few military kids in and out. But if you're not, then it's like a whole new world. It's different. You're trying to, to figure out how to welcome these kids and how to even navigate friendship with them even though, you know, we might be moving in a couple of years. Right. Right. Yeah. 
I think that's a that's a big part of it. Definitely uh, other people's experiences. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. Did you go to military schools for most of your education growing up? So growing up, um, when we were on joint base, Andrews from kindergarten to fourth grade, I went to a school that was right outside of the base. Um, (laughs) And then we moved to Fort Sam Houston and um, I went to school on base. My senior year was the only year we lived off base or attended a school that was off base. So most of my high school career was spent on a military base. What's the difference or or what do you prefer um, on base school or off base? Um. Not that you had much time off base, but <laughs> I wouldn't say I would say on base, um, at least where I was at my experience, there are a lot more rules. And I thought they were more common, like through public schools, off base nationwide. I just thought these rules were were normal standards that every school should have. So when I went to another school my senior year, I was like, we can wear short shorts. Like, <laughs> we can wear ripped jeans. Like, you know, exactly. stuff like that. So I do say there is a difference. Um, I wouldn't say it's, it's bad, but um, it's definitely different. I will say some schools on base are a little bit stricter, more disciplined. Um, and I think honestly, I prefer that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's just for me. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And going through different schools and different, I mean, even between middle school and high school, it's different too. um, going through those different rules, um, and military bases. I mean, you think of military, you think of military, um, even when I was moving and I was like military school, I was like kind of freaked out. I was like, well, I don't even know what to expect because I did public school first before I did military um, on base schools. And I was like, military schools seem so strict. Like that was just my perception of it. And then when I got there, I was like, okay, it's still pretty strict, but it's not, you know, as strict as it could be. <laughs> like, right. it's, it's not it's like not that bad. <laughs> right. And I was very fortunate, you know, living in Texas at San Antonio, I was like, I thought we were going to have to wear uniforms and I was not wearing a uniform. <laughs> so I feel that that was very fortunate about military schools too. See, yeah, for me, um, when I was in Maryland at Joint Base Andrews, I was in uniform and then I came to Texas and I was like, wait, I can't wear a uniform anymore. (laughs) That was a letdown. (laughs) I had done public school in Ohio and there was like no uniform. It was not, not very strict at all. Like looking back at it. Um, But I was also in like fourth grade. So I wasn't wearing like completely crazy clothes, but (laughs) going to Texas, I remember even walking down the wings of the elementary school and there was one woman, I forget who she was, but she stopped me and she had me put my arms down and she was like, your, sh- your skirt is a little too short. And I was like, okay, like, I didn't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was like when I first moved to there and it was like the weirdest experience because I never remembered having to do that in Ohio. Right, right. 
that's that's definitely one thing that I will say. The dress code is more more enforced for sure. Yeah, that is true. Um, I think public school and military school, or you know, being in a school with a large community of military, I think they both have their pros and cons, and they each they each feel a little different and even different military schools, like you were saying with the uniforms and not the uniforms, like they're each different in their own ways. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I prefer the education that I had to where uh, <laughs> it was kind of a stricter way from middle school, elementary to high school um, at Fort Sam to finally like being able to wear whatever I wanted in <laughs> my senior year of high school. So felt like it was a good balance for me. Yes, for sure. Um, What are some moments in your childhood and growing up around military bases and around service members? What sticks out to you? Uh, So for me, my mom, she was a single parent. Um, So she's been a single parent for uh, the past 20 years. (laughs) And so um, for me, just really the community. Because we, we would have coworkers, like, if she had to stay late for work, we would go over their house after school so they could watch us until my mom gets off of work. Like, just um, how much we take care of one another. Mm-hmm. That's, like, a big thing that stuck out to me. Um, I had a, a news uh, video taken of me for being the first person in Ohio to enlist into the Space Force. And the thing that I said like why I joined is because like, it's like a big family. It really is. It's like a really close knit community. We all have had, like, I've had several friends cry because their parents deployed and like had to comfort them and vice versa. So yeah, I think that's the big thing that sticks out to me. Yeah. Did your mom ever deploy when you remembered? Um, so no, she never deployed for us because she was a single parent. However, she was up to deploy when we were in Maryland, uh, Joint Base Andrews. And um, one of her friends took her spot because they didn't want her to deploy. They wanted her to stay home. So, you know, just sacrifices like that. Right. That's a different experience than, you know, most kids have too, is um, there are a large there is a large community of kids who have a parent who never deploys, but there's also a large community where, you know, a parent is in and out and is deploying all the time. So it's a special, it's a special, um, I can't think of the word, but it's special to have your mom there and not be deploying and having that extra stress and worry on you. Right. Right. Cause I definitely remember, um, being in elementary school and just, hearing that she'd been selected to, to, to deploy. And I'm like, so we're going to have to move back to Texas and do my grandparents, yeah. you know, like it, it is a whole different thing. So yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. And it's nice to have those moments of relief where it's, you find out your, your mom's not deploying. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what kind of, um, besides like the community, was there anything else that stuck out to you about wanting to join the military yourself? So for me, 
I've always been in sports. I was in five sports in high school. Uh, so I've always been into sports for me. Uh, pushing myself physically was something that's important to me. And it's something that uh, I plan on continuing to do. Um, so that was one aspect of it. But then also just challenging myself, whether it be like academically or just uh, taking on new leadership positions. Like that was something that also interested me because seeing my mom from where she came to where she is now, um, how, how many awards she's gotten, how much like she's grown as a person from it. It's, it's amazing. So definitely, uh, just challenging myself. I seen a challenge and I, I wanted to accept it. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. And that's something that the military does offer you for sure. Was there a specific reason that you chose the Space Force over other branches? Um, so initially I went in. Um, my first visit to a recruiter ever was to a Navy recruiter because um, I had got I received a text message asking if I was interested to enlist. And I was like, you know what? Why not? This is something that I've been wanting to do. And so I met with the Navy recruiters and um, it was cool, but I didn't really take on to their culture, to the culture that was the Navy. So I talked to my mom and she um, she gave me my recruiter's information. So I talked to him. I initially wanted to be in the Air Force um, because my mom was in the Air Force. I just, I felt like why not do something that my mom did and maybe do it better? <laughs> so um, that's why when I got matched with the space job, I initially was shocked because uh, <laughs> it wasn't what I expected to get matched with. However, um, it was different. It was something new. And I felt like as we continue to build our culture that is in the space force, as we continue to uh grow, create new regulations um, and whatnot, become more diverse. I just felt like it was the branch for me. Yeah, that's super awesome. And what was it like being the first person from Ohio to join? Or how did you even figure that you were the first person to join? So um, I received a call from a news anchor, Adam Clemens from Local 12 News. And he was like, hello, is this Alana Love? And I'm like, who is this? A <laughs> <laughs> unknown number that is calling me. And he's like, I received a message from a recruiter in Virginia. Uh, so not even my recruiter let him know. Yeah. Another recruiter. And so... Um, he was like, I just really want to get this story on you because it'll be really cool. Um, you're the first in Ohio and, you know, this is you're making history. So I think like we should definitely get together and like put you on the news. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was like really interesting because I really didn't expect it. Yeah. Um Because from my understanding, I didn't think I was the first. I thought I was maybe like the first five. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah, so that was that was really interesting. Um, I had a great experience. My my interview went really good. So, yeah. 
That's really cool. And it's really cool to say I was the first person from Ohio to join the Space Force. And not even only that, but being the first female to join it from Ohio too. Right. And I feel like that's why um, this is so much of a blessing because not only have I met other people who are the first in their state, I've also met people who um, transition from Air Force to the Space Force. And so they're uh, being fortunate enough to, to see how as a Space Force, we're creating our own culture and building new rules and regulations and standards. So it's, it's pretty cool. That is cool. And, you know, each branch has their own kind of community and forming that for the Space Force and being part of that first generation is really cool to say you were a part of. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It definitely is. Yeah. This is probably going to be the most stupidest question I'm going to ask, but are you going to get to go to space at one point? No, I am not. Everybody asks that question. So it's not dumb. It's not dumb. It's the most popular question. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we do not go to space. Uh, we just manage satellite systems um, and missile warning detection systems. So that is our job. We're behind the console all day, every day. <laughs> so... <laughs> Maybe not as interesting or <laughs> intriguing <laughs> as you would think, but yeah, we do not go to space. Although we did used to wear flight suits, so <laughs> you would think you'd go to space. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I believe so, they they did say that they're um, letting space force officers become astronauts. Okay, um, they're under the space force, so. That might be a thing soon. <laughs> <laughs> but not right now. You kind of manage space things. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that is still cool to say that, I mean, you're not working actually in space, but you're working in space at the same point. Right. Yep. <laughs> it's cool for sure. It's it's a lot that we learn about. So um, currently in technical training. so. We learn a lot about space, even though it's like we don't go to space. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we learn so much and it's it's really a lot. But um, the more I learn, the more I'm intrigued and the more I'm like, wow, this is really cool. It's really such a cool experience that I'm only going to grow from. Like we learn about commercial companies such as SpaceX or Boeing and we learn about what they do and their space lift capabilities and whatnot. So it's, it's really cool. That is cool. And not just learning, you know, about the technical side of it, but learning, you know, those other aspects as well is really, really cool to know. Yeah, for sure. If you got the option to be one of those people that potentially could go to astronaut school or whatever and be an astronaut, would you? Um, I... I probably would, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm terrified of heights. So <laughs> that's a kind of a high height there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, even just, just like, uh, I cannot think of the man's name. <sighs> what is his name? It's some billionaire that just went to space. 
uh, and they reached only the Carmen line. So they didn't even yeah. reach full orbit, but uh, <laughs> they just went to space. And I'm like, I couldn't even do that. Filling, <laughs> <laughs> like, filling my body be up in the air, like I would be freaking out. <laughs> and zero gravity. Right? <laughs> yeah. At some point, it sounds really cool to have that opportunity and say, you know, hey, I went to space. Like, yeah, I was throwing around job options in my head. I was like, it would be really cool to go to space. But then at the same point, it's like most people are up there for months or years or, you know, on these missions and then zero gravity and then you have to learn how to walk again with (laughs) gravity. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It is. It's totally different than just being here on Earth. Uh, Even there's this thing called the twin paradox. So it's like you send one twin up to space and you like keep one in Earth. Yeah. And just see how how much they age or how their bodies change. It's it's interesting. Yeah, especially because a lot of research says when you go up to space, you grow because you're not compressing um, your spine as much, just being vertical. And then when you come back down to Earth, you're taller. And then as you're here for longer, gravity pulls you down, and you end up shrinking more or less right <laughs> yeah that's exactly how it is it's it's so crazy yes for sure so you mentioned that you did sports what kind of sports did you do and what drew you into the sports um so growing up my mom she put me on so they use services uh on base so I've always done uh, some kind of base sport. Uh, I remember doing like t-ball and I did soccer. I also did cheerleading. <laughs> and dance. I did all of those three. Yeah. <laughs> I did all of those. Those are like yeah. the popular like younger kids sports. Right. <laughs> um, so I did all of those. And then in high school, middle school and high school, volleyball, softball, basketball, track. I also swimmed my freshman year. So that oh was goodness. interesting. I was uh, on varsity soccer, but I had to uh, stop playing because the basketball and soccer schedule just conflicted majorly. So you had yeah. to pick one. Yeah, I had to pick one. So, yeah, those are all the sports I did pretty interesting learned a lot from it yeah each sport is so different and you know I could only imagine having to learn all the different rules that go into the sports oh yeah for sure definitely I honestly I did softball off of a limb I was like you know what they have a softball team let's join it I knew (laughs) no rules I knew nothing so I'm in the dugout, like in between innings. And I'm like, so what exactly is happening here? And can you tell me this <laughs> and explain like, cause what am I doing wrong? Cause I know I look like a chicken with my head off out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Being in so many different sports, did you find yourself inclined to one sport over the other? Um, I did. I did. I loved running track and playing volleyball. Those are my two favorite sports. Yeah. But it was always good for me to do multiple sports because it kept me fit 
all year long, you know? Right. One not just over. during the season. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's like one season's over, hop into another one, hop into another one. Then over the summer, um, we're doing summer workouts and whatnot, or like summer leagues, playing volleyball or basketball, you know? So always stay fit. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, with like the Olympics going on right now, did you ever picture yourself like running track for the Olympics or something? See, I did. I did want to run track for the Olympics, but, uh, <laughs> you know, definitely had to realize what my strong suits were. Um, like I yeah. said, I went to the university of Cincinnati, um, going for a computer science degree. So I learned pretty quick that computer science is what I wanted to do. And I just stopped caring about sports. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm coding. I'm learning five different programming languages. Like this is my thing. It's like a sport for your brain then. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you have to, I think that's one thing like adulthood hits you and you're like, I have to figure what I want to do with my life. Cause sure. The Olympics could have been cool, but how are you going to like fund yourself and be financially stable, you know, in just your life in general? Right. Exactly. I do feel like that's a, um, a really good thing that I was fortunate to have really good mentors, really good, um, figures in my life to like guide me along that journey. I had people who, um, like one of my instructors, she, uh, really seen, I don't know what she's seen in me. Cause I just, I swear I was just doing the work that I was supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you're really good. And I'm like, I'm really just following directions, ma'am. <laughs> like, <laughs> what else do you want me to different. do? And she's like, you're really good at this. You you should stay in and stay in computer science. Like I can really see you like building a career off of this. And so I just ran with it. Um, and it led me up until this point. And I'm fortunate enough to like enjoy what I'm doing now. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, just having those people around you saying, like pointing out your strong suits and saying, this is what you're really good at. Like stick with this. Cause that's something that you may have not even seen in yourself that you were really good at it. Unless, you know, that person pointed it out to you. Right. Exactly. I do feel like, um, that's that's something really important to have for sure. Like yeah. just because I feel like maybe it's just me, but as people, we internalize a lot of our actions or our behaviors and everything that we're doing. And so just having somebody from the outside saying like, okay, you're actually doing awesome. <laughs> it's like, yeah, really? Because like, I feel like I can do more. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and you okay. know, maybe you can do more, but you're like succeeding at what you're doing. And, you know, there's always something more to learn, something more to discover, but, you know, you're doing really good now. So don't stop and give up. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. What made you choose computer science? Um, so my freshman year of high school, I had to take an introduction to computer science course. And so, like I said, I just was doing the work. I was just was programming how I was supposed to program, doing what I knew. Um, my teacher, she was like, you should take AP. And I was like, I don't know about AP, but I'll take the pre-AP class. Like, like just the... <laughs> 
just to dip my feet in it, you know? So I took yeah. it and I was awesome at it. And she was like, now you should take dual credit. And I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and follow your recommendation. Like, <laughs> like my grades aren't bad. This is something that I enjoy and it's easy and it's boosting my GPA. So why not? Like, <laughs> Did you get college credit then too with the dual? I did. I did get college credit. I got um, seven credits from the computer science um, awesome. credit class. So yeah, it's pretty nice. It was a lot of work, but it definitely was worth it. Oh yeah. I did 19 dual credits and it was so, so nice to go into college with, you know, at least a little bit of credits to say, Hey, I've already done this. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not taking another math course. I'm not taking another English course. So it's nice to get, you know, those couple out of the way. And then even in your situation, start, start dipping your toes in to see if you really enjoy something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think AP's dual credit classes, they help so much, so much. Yeah. Like, I remember taking AP Bio my senior year, AP uh, Literature, and it was just so much. So my senior year, I was literally like, why am I doing this? I don't need to. And then I was like, no, like, when I go to college, it'll be so much easier. I won't have to take as much courses. So I was like, this is going to be worth it. <laughs> yes, you're going to thank yourself in the long run for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm at the point of where I still do like, uh, over full-time schedule because I love learning that much. My family calls me a nerd because I love school and just love learning. Um, but now I can take courses that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to take if I had, you know, a full-time schedule. Like I want to take microbiology for fun. I want to take public speaking. There's a couple anatomy courses. So like I wouldn't have been able to take those if I didn't have my dual credits. Right, exactly. Yeah, I definitely agree. I remember um, my senior year, I was fortunate enough to, I think I only needed one credit. It was U.S. history because I don't know how I just didn't take U.S. history in Texas. <laughs> um, so I Texas only does not offer U.S. history. It's all Texas history. Yes. <laughs> so um, I had to take that course and the rest of my schedule was free. So I was just taking unnecessary APs and um I got into ceramics so now I'm like I love everything ceramics I love pottery. <laughs> like the spinning clay on the wheel that's my thing yes but yeah I definitely agree taking like extra courses because you learn what you like or you learn maybe I need to learn something in a different way like you you exercise your brain a lot with just getting outside of your comfort zone I agree with that. Um, do you think that there were certain character traits that the military instilled in you, like discipline or something like that? Um, growing up, I do feel like I was pretty disciplined, pretty <laughs> good child. Um, I think that the military just kind of brought me out of my shell a little bit more. Because it's like going to a new school or like having friends that 
are new to the school or whatnot, like it's like you just it makes you yeah. want to um, be more welcoming to people. So I will say in that sense, like I kind of got out my shell. It's like even now in tech school, we get uh, new students often. So just making sure I welcome them and I'm like, let me know if you need anything, because I know when I got here, I was confused, too. <laughs> so right. just just things like that. Um, I also feel like it kind of it's been a motivation for me because it's like I see people or I have seen people who um, who have been injured or whatnot and they got better. Or I've seen people who um, have been in really bad places in their career and still excelled and, and made it through. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the military does really produce well-rounded military brats like we are really like resilient in every situation and then disciplined and then I mean we are welcoming because we know how how it feels to be you know the new kid or like the first one and you know like we we know how those situations feel right right exactly I do definitely resilient I will say yes there have been a lot of situations um that I feel like a lot of us have been through um, like a lot of shared experiences and we've still taken it with the chip on our shoulder and we still moved on from it and ultimately learned from from the things we've been through. So, yeah, I agree. Did you find any struggles that you experienced growing up? Um, struggles. I will say. um I will say everybody kind of has their own perception of like, oh, your parents are in the military. So like you have it good or you you live this, you must live this kind of life or you must be like this. And it's like, like, no, can I, can I show you how I am and (laughs) come up with like, can I give you my, like your own perception of me versus what you think I am? So I do feel like that that was kind of a struggle for me. Um, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, and people look at it from the outside and they don't know the experiences that we go through and they're like, Oh, you get to move all around the world or the country or whatever. Um, the situation may be and you're like, yeah, I get to move, but I have to make new friends every time I move. Like it's not that my, my, all my friends are coming with me each move. So it is, there's different, um, definitely something that we see inside that many people don't see outside. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree, especially with the moving. Cause it's like every base is different. So you have to learn the base. <laughs> it's like, you have to learn the base. Although we're traveling, it's like at what expense? Like, you know, it's, it's kind of a give or take thing. Cause like maybe you might go to Texas, which is fun. Everybody loves Texas, you know. <laughs> like, yes, who Texas. doesn't? But then you go to Dayton, Dayton, Ohio, right, Patterson, and there's not much out there for it's a like the middle of, of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you know, it's it's cool to say you've traveled to a lot of places, but at the same time, it's like it's always a give or take thing, you know. Yeah. And you don't get to choose where you go. That too. That too. 
it's it's more where the military needs you. Yes. More than anything. So. Yes. Because we can say we want to go to Germany all we want, but nine times out of ten, we're not going to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. There are so many cool experiences that the military can give you, but it's like, do you actually get them most of the time? <laughs> right. Exactly. And then I think especially with families, so me going into the military right now as a single 20, 20 year old, like I feel like I can travel more. I can, I can do more things. Right. I can get more out of it. But with the family, it is like you, you can't think about yourself and what you want. So there, there is that. Right. Like your mom could have, you know, done so many cool things and, not that deployment is necessarily cool, but like she could have <laughs> deployed. Um, and, but she, you know, gave that up because she had a family that she had to think of too. And not everyone gets to make those decisions of, you know, I'm going to stay off of this deployment because the military is like, no, you're not like you're going. So, but you know, that she had the opportunity to even, make that choice and she had the friends who came in and stepped in um but you do have to think of your family and think of how your decisions you make affect those around you yeah yeah I agree because even me um like I said I am single I can travel more um if I get deployed then I can you know like and it it won't affect me as as much as like, or it won't affect my family as much because I'll still be able to call, text, you know, uh, they understand that I'm an adult and I'm on my own. Um, But even then it's like, still love my family. I still miss my family. You know, it's like, I want to spend the holidays with them. I want to like still have that kind of connection. And I feel like that's, that's the most, um, that's the most that we sacrifice as military members. Um, a lot of quality time that like we once had before that we kind of took for granted. So yeah, sure. I think a lot of people say, you know, it, the most common thing is thank you for your sacrifice. Like just the civilian outside world, they, they see the sacrifice, but they don't see those little sacrifices or the ones that seem little, but actually are the big ones of leaving your family you know, missing the holidays, missing that quality time, you know, those kind of experiences. Yeah, for sure. I feel like um, even before I got in, I was like, wow, I miss my sister. I remember being in basic training. My sister called me and she's like, what do you want? And I'm like, oh my goodness, I miss you being mean to me. (laughs) I'm I'm like crying and I'm like, what in the world? I just said I miss her being mean to me. Like, you know, it's like little stuff <laughs> like that, you know, it's really important. And um, feel like a lot of people do take it for granted or they don't realize like the the weight that um, your interaction with your family, your friends like really holds. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I'm not in the military myself. I haven't, you know, been deployed or anything, but like, you know, I could only imagine, you know, being in another state, being, you know, in training on a deployment and being away from your family. And especially, you know, it's one thing being an adult and being, 
you know, not having a family, being single and missing your immediate family that you grew up with. But then it's another thing of being, you know, a mom, a dad, and then, you know, missing milestones of your children. And I don't think those, those sacrifices are as recognized as the, you know, you know, being in the military, everyone's like, thank you for your sacrifice. But it's like, what sacrifice are you talking about? Like, which one are you, what are you referencing? Like which one? Cause it's a lot. It is a lot. And I I definitely agree. Not even just being single. Um, I have some, some coworkers, colleagues that I'm with today. They have like sons, they have daughters. There's somebody that I know that's has a newborn on the way and they can't, they can't be there for their, their daughter's birth. So, you know, this, it is, it's a lot of sacrifice that we, that we, uh, go through that we deal with. And, um, ultimately it, it makes us stronger and it motivates Mm -hmm. us to continue to be here and push and, and put our best foot forward for the mission, you know? Yeah. And I think it creates stronger family bonds too. You know, you cherish those times where you are together than the times when you are apart. Right. Yeah, for sure. I will say that. Uh, <laughs> I keep I keep on uh, talking about my mom because she visited me for the 4th of July because we had an um, extended weekend. So she visited me for the 4th of July. The trip went kind of bad for her. Uh <laughs> to say the least the trip went kind of bad so we only got to spend a day together versus like three days so so even then like she I was telling my sister um I was like I don't think like I feel like y'all need to come back because I know y'all were really stressed out like I know that trip was really stressful for you all but I was like I think it's just because mom was really emotional like (laughs) (laughs) me so bad that she just was like like she forgot stuff and whatnot. So I was like, I think it's just the emotions. I think now y'all have seen me once. I think it'll be probably better. (laughs) (laughs) Let's try it again. Yeah. So it's like things like that. Uh, Even just one day with my mom and my sisters, like, like I was like, yeah, definitely ready to go back home. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So to wrap this up, what's one piece of advice you would give to a military ch- child or even a military child who might be thinking of joining? Um, so some advice. Eat right. Uh, <laughs> eat right first because, um, yeah, definitely before you ship, basic training food isn't good. It's not the best. <laughs> so, so eat what you like, kind of indulge a little. Um, but on a real note, um, come in with goals because you're enlisting for a reason. Um, at the end, this is, this is for a long game. This is not just maybe for some people, they might think like, okay, I'm going to do my four years. I'm going to do my six and I'm going to get out. But within that six or that four, what are you going to do to make yourself better? What are you going to do to put yourself in a better situation when you're out so that you're not looking for a job and you're already like out of the service and you don't have a job lined up already. So think about goals, um, work on yourself because 
although you're enlisting into the military, you're moving away from home, you're like leaving things behind, you're still going to be dealing with uh, the problems that you were dealing with before if you don't work on yourself. Um, I feel like that also it benefits you in the long run because while you're working, um, like you, if you have positive mindset, like people, people get along with you better. So it makes the mission, like working the mission easier. Um, and you just, you just benefit from it. Your mental health is really important. So work on yourself, create goals and, um, keep pushing because joining and listening is a long process. And, um, I know for some people it can get discouraging. Um, So keep pushing, stay motivated, and you got it. Uh, Yeah, love the military. So (laughs) (laughs) that's all I have. I think that's great. And thank you so much for being on and sharing your story. And good luck in the Space Force. Like, that's so cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. Enjoy your night. Thank you. You too. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Grace of Military Child podcast. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to follow, like, share, subscribe, review, and comment. You can also follow us at Grace of a Military Child podcast on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more podcast-related content. If you or someone you know is a military child who would like to be on the podcast, please send us a message to one of our social media platforms, or you can send an email to grace.of.a military.child at gmail.com. Tune in next Thursday to hear another incredible journey.